Hello and welcome back to another episode of Football Chants and Rants with the Plants with me, Lauren. And me, Graham. And we're into December now and we've got fans in. It's good. Have you been watching all the matches and seeing a few of the fans come in? Yeah, made quite a lot of noise actually on some of the grounds. Yeah, they were saying this is the first time in how many months that it's not had to be fake noise on Sky Sports and things like that. And the crowds are actually in. Uh, so that's very exciting. Which places in particular have had crowds in? All the Tier 2, Tier 1, those that can. So uh, lots of London games. Uh, not many up north, though, of course. So no away fans are allowed in at the moment? No, no, just home fans. They tend to do it by ballot, I think, especially the big crowds or big clubs with lots of season ticket holders. Put put the season ticket holders into a ballot and then the lucky 2,000 or whatever get to see the match. Do you reckon most people are jumping at the opportunity to go watch live sport, even if there's only 2,000? Oh, definitely, yeah, definitely. Well, I'm going to be talking a little bit more about that later, but we're going to have our usual rants and raves and also going to round up top four English divisions. So I'm going to start off by rounding up the Premier League. So on Saturday, we had West Ham against Man United and it was 1-3 to Man United. Man U achieved a club record now of nine successive away league victories and they've fallen behind in all five away games this season but have won every match, which is crazy. And Man U have now won more points from losing positions than any other team in Premier League history, 385 And that's four wins in a row now in the Premier League and they're on 18 points. It's funny, isn't it, how a couple of, well, maybe about three weeks ago, everyone was saying, oh, Solskjaer might be a bit risky. They haven't been playing that well. And then actually when you hear those stats, they're looking pretty good, especially away. What do you reckon? Uh, Just need to sort Old Trafford out, I guess. Yeah, that's true. So, um, and then Pogba, Greenwood, Rashford all got goals. Pogba seemed to have a really good match, actually, which was quite interesting. And a lot of the fans will be pleased to see him have a good performance. So, yeah, so it was a good result from Man U overall. And obviously that, again, was a match where I think West Ham had 2,000 spectators come in. Just a shame that they watched their team lose. And then another team that also had um, fans come in was Chelsea against Leeds. 3-1 3-1 to Chelsea and Giroud marked his first league start of the season with his fifth goal of the week. Kurt Zuma actually got his fourth goal of the season so he seems to be thriving playing alongside um, Thiago Silva. So yeah he's finding a lot of form and obviously proving to be a great threat on those set pieces and corners and things like that. Three different goal scorers so you had Giroud, Zuma and Pulisic and then three different assists James, Mount and Werner just showing the attack of threat really that Chelsea have. And then Chelsea have nine games now unbeaten in the Premier League. So won five, drawn four. Um, and Leeds have now conceded five goals from set pieces so far. Is that the only thing you could really argue about Leeds this season? Obviously, they're being fantastic going forward. A bit fragile at the back? Yeah, definitely fragile at the back, but uh, brilliant to watch uh, going forward. Some fantastic player. Mm, and Chelsea looking more and more like potential title winners at the moment do you reckon yeah i think so yeah they, they've got a chance um and then also on sunday west brom versus palace one five it's not often that you hear palace scoring five goals um i think the Pereira red card in the 34th minute at one one just massively influenced the game zaha got two benteke got two um and zaha is just it's just improves how important he is to palace the last two games he wasn't playing obviously because of covid And then now they come back and they won and they lost their last two games. So overall, without Zaha in the Premier League, they've only won two times from 17 times that he's not played, if that makes sense. So it just shows how important he is to the team. Do you reckon, is he ever going to go to a big club? It's not looking like it now. I think um, think he might go abroad at some point, actually, Zaha, because he's fed up of waiting for a Premier team to sign him. Maybe he'll end up going abroad. 
but again, it was a very good result for Crystal Palace and uh, frustrating for West Brom. They're saying it's a bit of a dodgy red card, the Pereira one. Did you see when he kind of kicked out? Yeah, the the problem is they do get sent off for those these days. Slow moments a look worse as well. And Ben Teke got two. Oh my God, I know. That doesn't happen often, does it? Crikey. There you go. Amazing. <laughs> so that's my roundup from the Premier League. Uh, so yeah, I've got a similar thing actually. Brentford, Blackburn. That was all set up to be a high scoring game. Both teams high scoring. Blackburn, the highest scorers in the league. Blackburn's ex keeper, Raya, in the nets must have been wondering oh, yeah, whether he was going to get an onslaught. Uh, but similar to West Brom Palace, it was affected by uh, sending off, but actually um, turned out a bit different. So. Blackburn went one up with Rothwell's goal, which was a great goal, actually. But then in the 36th minute, Lenahan got sent off. bit questionable uh, whether he'd give a straight red, I guess because he was the last man, but felt a bit harsh. Anyway, Tony got the penalty. Brentford would expect to win, same as West Brom versus Palace, really. I think they'd run away with it. Canos got the second and the 2,000 fans back in the uh, the new stadium, Brentford Communion Stadium. Uh, community Stadium, uh, we're probably thinking, well, it'll be 3 or 4 1. But Davenport for Blackburn came back and snuck an equaliser at the end. So, a real strong performance considering they had 10 men for most of the match. So, a really strong performance. Looks like promotion challenging uh, form that. So, that leaves Brentford 6th and Blackburn 9th. Like I say, it was at the new uh, ground, 17,250. Uh, replaces Griffin Park, massive development with houses, shops, all this. Uh, went, I went to the old Griffin Park and uh, obviously now got to go to the new community stadium. So fans were in there for the first time. That's so. their first time playing in the new stadium? No, no, first time the fans oh, have been sorry, in the new stadium, of course. Nice. So, yeah, fantastic. And then the second match, uh, Norwich to Sheffield Wednesday 1. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday, since Tony Poulis got there, uh, he would have wanted a turnaround in form, but it hasn't happened. They've got uh, just three points from the five games since he got there. So they're now rock bottom. Obviously, they had the points deduction, but they're rock bottom. Went one ahead, Josh Windus, and kind of um, were doing pretty good, actually. Could have gone a couple more up and looked pretty confident. Uh, but with 10 minutes to go, 1-0 up. Sure enough, Norwich came back, Martin and Aarons to win 2-1. So a really good win for Norwich to go top. But Sheffield Wednesday, you're going to be worried if you're a Sheffield Wednesday fan. Like I say, Pulis would have been expected to turn it around pretty quick. And they did play some decent football, but... Uh, yeah, so uh, Norwich 2, Sheffield Wednesday 1. Right, time for Iran. I'm not sure if we're going to be mentioning the same one, but I suppose a lot of people have been aware in the papers. Obviously, it's fantastic about the fans coming in, but it was just really disappointing and awful to see some of the behaviour that uh, happened in Millwall fans this weekend who lost 1-0 to Derby at the Den. So some fans booed, unfortunately, when the players took the knee, which obviously they've been doing as a show of respect and support for the Black Lives Matter movement for racial equality. And also apparently some fans were also heard when players took the knee at the Lee 2 Colchester United's match in the JobServe Community Stadium, which I didn't know about that. And I just think, I mean, it's disgusting behaviour. We've literally only just got the fans come in and to boo at something like that. It's just, it's terrible and very uh, disgraceful. And it's it's not, doesn't shine a, a good light on football fans in general. But I suppose it just highlights even more why the players are taking the knee and um, this behaviour isn't acceptable. So it's just, it's, it's terrible really. And um, a real shame, isn't it? A real shame for fans to have come in and this has kind of taken the limelight, unfortunately. Terrible shame, yeah. So mine, uh, mine's about uh, fans backing grounds as well. Right. Uh, I think it's more really um, just the 
little bit of confusion over which tier you're in and whether you can, so you can't go to, for instance, Burnley fans couldn't go to watch Everton at uh, Turf Moor yesterday, but then other fans could at certain grounds. So it's, um, some teams are saying, oh, that's an unfair advantage or... Um, yeah, okay, it, I got you. So I think it, but it's, uh, I think you can't stop them and I wonder if you make it a bit like schools where every school in the country is open regardless because... I'm sure the uh, protocols in place to get 2,000 fans into Burnley would be absolutely yeah. fine. So I just think it's a it's a bit strange. I don't uh, necessarily agree that it's unfair advantages, but people will use that and then it'll start to get a bit mucky and messy. We would have stayed up if we'd had fans in. Or yeah. We wouldn't, wouldn't have gone down, all those things. So I think um, it's just a comment rather than a rant. But um, and the other one made me laugh a bit, fans... I think it was Jeff on the telly saying, oh, the fans are starting to go home early because they're losing 3-0. No. You think you've been <laughs> waiting, waiting for 280 days to get in? That's so, terrible. Uh, so that made me laugh a bit as well. So. Uh, into League One, quite a few interesting results. I've gone for Sunderland against Wigan. Wigan won that one 1-0. So Lee Johnson suffered a defeat in his first match as Sunderland head coach. And Wigan finally ended their 10-match winless run, so a huge win for them. Five matches without a win now for Sunderland, which is very concerning. I think we would say this every week. They're a team that you'd expect to get up. But how many ta- how many uh, seasons now in League One is that? This will be the third, and um, that's well, it's too, too many, actually. You don't want mm. more than one in that division, really. So they've dropped down to ninth. Um, Wigan remain bottom, but they've managed to get, obviously, three more points. So they're on 11 points. Um, so, yeah, it's a big result for Wigan. Lee Johnson, obviously, I recognise him from all the punditry. Does he do a lot of, has he been a lot of um, head coaches at other clubs? Bristol City was ah, mostly, okay. wasn't he? Yeah, of course. And then Plymouth against Ipswich Town. Um, another match where the red card really influenced the results. So Plymouth were 1-0 up after 14 minutes. But then Danny Mayers in the 70th minute got a red card, which literally changed everything. Ipswich then got two goals in the 73rd and 74th minute. Um, and they went on to win it 2-1. So back-to-back winning ways now for Ipswich, who hadn't won in their last three matches. So they move up to third. Plymouth on quite a bad run, actually. They've had four losses in a row. So slightly worrying times for Plymouth at the moment. And then the last match was AFC Wimbledon against Bristol Rovers. Six-goal thriller at Plough Lane. Bristol Rovers, that's their first league win now under Paul Tisdale. They hadn't won in their previous seven matches. So Wimbledon now continue pretty much their up and down form, but they sit 14th with 20 points. So five points off the drop. So not too uncomfortable for them. But yeah, a good result for Bristol Rovers, 4-2. So League 2. In Championship, there was 25 goals on Saturday. Uh, League 2, there was 41. So there's a real uh, glut of goals. So uh, the first match I'm looking at here is a match that um, was obviously going to be a home win because Bolton had won five in a row and Port Vale had lost five in a row. But sure enough, uh, it was turned in its head and Bolton, Port Vale, a nine-goal thriller. Bolton three, Port Vale six. I don't know. Uh, very strange. They were three, one up at half-time and one uh, six three. Incredible win. Bolton had 67% possession. There were 33 shots in the match, 18 on target. And interestingly, nine different scorers. So the nine goals, nine different scorers. Brilliant win for Port Vale, who were now 11th. And Bolton 10th after a really good run. So... Based on the recent form, not quite sure what either of them will do really, but um, yeah, cracking match, nine goal thriller. And then the second one, the uh, League Two has been dominated again this year by West Country teams. Uh, in the top five, you've got Cheltenham, Forest Green and Exeter. 
Uh, and also Newport, you could call West Country, just over the bridge there. So, same as last season, being dominated by the West Country teams. And this was a West Country derby, kind of. So, Cheltenham, another uh, thrilling, high-scoring game. 5-3, Cheltenham against Exeter. Uh, and again, interestingly, eight different scorers in this match. Exeter opened the scoring after four minutes with Collins, but uh, Cheltenham hit back and were 3-1 up by half-time. Um, so, that was a brilliant win for Cheltenham, uh, who were second in the league. And just a quick mention of um, the lowest two scoring teams in that league. 24th place, Southend against 22nd place, Stevenage. Stevenage scored 11, uh, Southend only scored 6. Uh, and no surprise there, a 0-0 draw. <laughs> yeah. So uh, honours even in the bottom of the table clash. Right, time for Rave. I'm going to go first. So I thought I just singled out a particular player who has had a fantastic week. 34-year-old French World Cup winner, of course, Olivier Giroud. So he became the first Chelsea player to score in six consecutive Premier League starts since Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank in 2001. He came into the match on a high, obviously, after scoring all four goals midweek in the Champions League versus Seville. Um, is it Seville or Seville? Yes, both. <laughs> um, I just think whenever you watch him play, he's always very selfless, lays the ball off. Um, he's a physical presence. He's got a great attitude. You know, he's had Timo Werner and Tammy Abraham come in and kind of knock him off. He's been a bit of a super sub. He never seems to have moaned, looked like he was going to go somewhere. Then he stayed. And um, he's providing experience for people like Mount and Chilwell that can fling the ball into the box. And he seems to get on the end of everything. Whereas Abraham's slightly different. He's probably not quite your whole... You wouldn't expect him every time there's a ball in the box for him to score it. So um, I just think I just think Giroud's a great forward that hopefully... I think he should be playing consistently now. Surely Lampard's not going to drop him right now. He's got five goals in two games. Yeah, no, I agree totally. So, yeah, so I think maybe you could say slightly underrated. Never really got fully started at Arsenal. Uh, still kind of been on the sideline for Chelsea. But it'll be good to see him hopefully get a good run of form and, um, yeah, keep the goals going because he's doing really well at the moment. Olivier Giroud. Giroud, my old mate Giroud. So the, uh, my rave is about uh, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. Yeah. Obviously, he was super sub when he was at Man United. Famously came off the bench and... Scored lots of goals. His tactics and his motivation for the team have been questioned this season. Uh, and the first half, he had your usual first half United 1-0 down. Pundits saying, Neville saying how terrible it was and disgraceful and disgusting. Fair play to Solskjaer. He must have done something at half-time in the changing rooms. What he did do was bring on two substitutes, Fernandes and Rashford, turned a 1-0 deficit into a 3-1 win tactical genius from Ollie. Yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe he should have started him from the beginning and they might have won from the start, but um, you could say that. But certainly he made the right decision. He was um, very th- you know, very th- forward-thinking and uh, good tactics from Ollie for the second half anyway. So well done, Ollie. That's uh, That was the same that happened last week. I think it was the opposite, though, that Cavani didn't start. That's he right. came at half-time and then obviously had a massive impact, whereas this week Cavani did start. Obviously wasn't going to plan and then and Van Der Beek and then he mixed it all up again and then, yeah, Zeri's super sub. He seems to have got the tactics right there. Hopefully they can just eventually win first half, win second half. Yep. 
Right, Barnet of the Week. You go for yours. I don't think mine's the most impressive of Barnets, I'm not going to lie. Well, mine's more about, the, well, this is about the, um, the the quality hairstyle, uh, well, sort of, <laughs> uh, but also the general style of Carlo right. Ancelotti, who Ooh, is, yes. um, I mean, he look, you know, he's, a, he's a proper dapper Italian on the, and you've got some scruffy buggers, you've got people look like they just got out of bed, yeah. some who try and look smart, but he doesn't have to try, He's uh, he doesn't need a suit and tie, he just puts his Italian designer, bought in Milan, Ooh, wherever yeah. it's been, and he's he, he looks... Um, Every inch an Italian superstar. Yeah. And he's, of course, having a decent season as well. So Carlo Ancelotti. Yeah, fair enough. I don't think he can beat that. I've gone for um, the 34-year-old Austrian from Leicester, Christian Fuchs. I'm not sure you can say he's got that much for a great barnet, but he seems to sweep it over. Very traditional. I think he's got quite a good barnet, but he's been playing centre-back with Johnny Evans at the moment. People are saying no to Fuchs being centre-back, but I think Leicester have had a lot of injuries this season, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, they have. Well, um, Sunshine's yeah. out. So he, I, apparently he came back in midweek in Europe, but he's out again, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, I saw that. So, um, I mean, he's he's he won it with them, didn't he? He must have been with Wes Morgan back in the days when they won it in... Um, 2015-16 I think it was so yeah that's my barn of the, re- of the week Christian Fuchs and yours was mine was Carlo Ancelotti ones to watch for next week there are some midweek they're championship midweek, aren't they? I don't think there's any... I haven't got League One for midweek. Do you want to go for your championship stuff first? Yes, yeah, so there's a couple of championship uh, matches uh, midweek, certainly. Stoke, who are on a good run. Uh, Michael O'Neill, feeling pretty good there. Home to Stoke. Sorry, home to Cardiff. Both won at the weekend. Cardiff had a really good win at Watford. They've won the last three, so Cardiff are going to go to Stoke feeling pretty confident, so I think that should be a good match. And Swansea versus Bournemouth. Swansea have crept up to fourth, doing pretty good. Uh, and Bournemouth are back up to second after a brilliant 4-0 win at Barnsley. And then looking further forward to next Saturday, should be a cracking match at Ewood, Blackburn versus Norwich, top of the table against him for Blackburn. So, um, yeah, I think that'll be, that should be a really interesting test of both teams. And then League One next week, Saturday, 3pm, I've gone for Ipswich versus Portsmouth, obviously third versus fourth. Um, there's only one point between them in the table and both won over the weekend. So that should be quite an interesting match, you'd think, fairly high scoring. And then, um, this is quite a derby, isn't it? Wigan against Accrington Stanley? Uh, yeah, not too far off, yeah. yeah. Um, so Accrington Stanley are undefeated in five games. Obviously, they're doing really well, 26 points, one point off the playoffs. And then obviously Wigan finally won over the weekend. So you'd like to think that should be quite a tight match, but you just don't know at the moment with Wigan. Um, So that's my other one from League One to watch. And then League Two, I've got three here actually. One is um, Forest Green. I said before, they've crept up into the top three playing Cambridge. Cambridge got beat 2-1 at home by Oldham. A brilliant win for Oldham. Old Harry Kewell, that's the sixth away win. Uh, they can't win at home. So the other one I was looking at was Oldham versus Bradford. Oldham desperately need to win a home match. They're in 16th place despite winning the last six away matches. And Bradford are now second from bottom. Bradford, a massive uh, team, lost again 1-0 at home yesterday. They are a huge team. When the fans are back in the full numbers, they're well over 10,000. So the last thing they want to do is go down to the National League. And then finally, uh, Crawley versus Barrow. Uh, neither team have won in the last five matches. 
so that that'll be an interesting one of them needs to get some points especially Barrow quickly so yeah those are the three to watch in League 2 and then the last one obviously just going back to the Premier League next Saturday 5.30pm obviously the big one Man United versus Man City the last time they met was in March uh, this year and United won 2-0 Martial McTominay got the goals where do you see it going? Obviously, Man U are known for losing the first half and winning the second half. Man U versus Man City. United. Do you reckon? Yes. Right, so that's it for this week for Football Chance and Rants with the Plants. We'll be back with some more football next week. It seems like it's going to be another busy week with midweek fixtures and things like that, uh, but we will see you then. <laughs>